Welcome to another episode of Inside the Squad. Our August 2021 conversation is with two of our newer police officers, Officer Lauren Leakty, she has about two and a half years on, and then Officer Tobias, Toby the Cop Bouchong, who's been on for about five years. And we just have a good conversation about who they are, how they got here, and how much they're loving police work. Enjoy. Man, if you can't tell my voice, because I feel like my voice sounds different. We were training hard yesterday, right, Randall? Ooh, yesterday was bad. Yeah, so we had SWAT training yesterday. Uh, officer. It, was, it was good. Not, gotta... No, it was good. It was good, but it was hot outside. Was anybody else running around outside? Four miles. You ran four miles yesterday? Alan ran four miles? He's been getting after it. For a while now, though, to be fair, for like the last two or three years, he's been getting after it. Yeah, but it was 105 heat index yesterday, so. Mr. Hunky? Yes, sir. I didn't need to make sure, and this probably isn't the time and place to to make sure I'm saying it right, but I'm saying that right, correct? Yes. Hunky? Yes. So Dave's filling in for old Patty, because she's on vacation. She is. And I didn't say old Patty, just to be fair. I say old, like O-L apostrophe, old Patty. I love her, but they're on vacation. So Dave's filling in, and since you're her boss, if you really love it, technically you could boot her from the show. Is that something you would do? No, this is this is Patty's um, baby. So we're going <laughs> to continue to have her do this. Okay, that's um, she's fair. on a much deserved vacation, and I hope she's enjoying it. So. We we all do. Hopefully, Patty, when you listen to this, we hope you had a great vacation because I'm guessing it'd be after the fact that she listens. So. Uh, and then our boss, Captain Phillips, is also on vacation. He is. And we're not going to tell him that it was purposeful that we uh, scheduled the <laughs> podcast on his vacation. What's the saying, Ian? Uh, captains are not allowed to have fun at LPD. And so he let that ride as long as he could. And I think <laughs> Lieutenant Shears is now filling in for him. I'm in his seat, actually. He is in his seat. <laughs> He's in his seat, so we might have him back on, and then and then uh, then we'll kick him off again. But it's all good. So today we have two of our newer. Is that fair to say newer? How long have you been here, Toby? Five years this October. Okay, he's not new anymore. So we have Officer Toby Bouchon. Hello. And we have Officer Lauren Leakty. Hello. And I know I said that right because everybody else says it wrong. I'm pretty impressed. It's Leakty. Leakty. And people say Leakty. Lighty. Lighty. Leachy. That's Leche. Well, for me, I get Ian, Ein, Eon. So I, I, I feel your pain, but it's Leakty. So they are two of our newer officer uh, Leakty. How long have you been here? Um, a little over two years. Okay. So she's newer. Toby, you're now a veteran. I'm working on it. Okay, you're working on it. Still got uh, lots to learn. Still new. Two of our up-and-coming stars and they are part of our cops program and we'll get into that here in a few but really we just want to learn about you both of you i think it's so interesting the people we've had on and alan i think you will agree when they start telling us about themselves and you're like i didn't know that right yeah a lot of people don't really talk about their 
past. You don't, you can't read it on their face either. Yeah, I think the big ones were uh, Captain Clyde. I had no idea he was a mad scientist. Essentially, yeah, he's a mad scientist. Never knew that. Did you guys know that? Did not. Well, here's your homework. You need to go home and listen to our podcast, and you'll find out. Okay. So tell your friends to follow us. All right, on SoundCloud. That was our little uh, push there. So we'll start from the beginning. We'll start with ladies first. Lauren, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm Officer Lauren Linkty. I'm 24 years old. Um, like I said earlier, a little over two years on the department. Um, when I was 17, I joined the Indiana National Guard. I joined as a military police officer because ever since I was probably 10 or 12, I wanted to be a police officer, and I figured joining the National Guard would kind of get me in the door. So I did that. Um, All right. So just to be fair, I like to talk, so okay, I'm going to interrupt sorry. you to ask questions to mm-hmm. stem off. So where are you from? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. All right. So you're a Hoosier. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in your family that was a police officer that kind of influenced that, or did you just watch too many action movies like myself? I really did just watch, like, the first 48 and things on TV, <laughs> and that, that sparked my interest. Okay. All right. Siblings? Uh, I have younger siblings, um, two brothers and a sister. Any of them cops? No, they're all. My sister is 17, and then my brothers are, like, 2 and 14, I think. Mm. So not cops yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So you joined the National Guard, and, and I did the same thing. So was it like you wanted a career in the military, or you knew, hey, I want to serve my country, but also I know it's going to get me into law enforcement? Um, I definitely wanted a career in law enforcement. Same also serving my country, but I knew um, if I started with military, then eventually I could move to law enforcement. Okay. All right. You can go ahead and continue. Okay. I think I said I joined in 17, but I joined in 2014. Oh, okay. Uh, so in 2017, that's when I went to Guantanamo Bay. And I was there for a year. And then I came home for about a year. And then I um, I went to Slovakia, and I was there for like three weeks. So it was a really neat thing to do. Um, and after that, I did Trump's inauguration in 2016. And then I just recently came home from Afghanistan in January. Okay. All right. So kind of done a few things with the military. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you for your service. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, so Slovakia, what what was the mission there, if you're allowed to talk about it? Every year, the Indian National Guard goes to Slovakia, or they'll come here, and it's just like a training exercise with all of our allies. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Three-week training exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm hoping to go to Jordan. There's another training exercise. Same thing, working with our allies. Okay. And the just all those experiences seem like you probably learned something and something you never forget. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to dig into the whole politics of things, so we'll keep moving. So you um, just came back from Afghanistan. You're safe. Everything good? Yes. Good mission there. Missions, probably, multiple. And I don't know if I'll have to go back, but we'll see. Okay. All right. And so how long do you plan on staying in the Guard? Um, I want to do my 20 years. I oh. have seven now, and I just re-enlisted for six more, so I figure I might as well do 20. No, it's, it's smart, though, right? It's smart for your future. What's your rank? Sergeant. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your, and are you still MP? Yes, I am an MP. I also have corrections as a secondary MOS. Interesting. 
So just for those who don't know, military police is MP. I don't know. Just also make sure. stands for multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. That's it? You do a lot of different things. Oh. When you're, when you're, I, was, I was curious, what, what did you do when you are in Afghanistan? Um, in Afghanistan, we did base security, so respond to IDF, um, a lot of security checks, um, checking with all the interpreters, make sure they're who they say they are. Make sure you're talking in here just so you the audience, there you go. Yeah, you get in the habit of like talking to each other, like, oh, hey, but make sure that mic's in there. Okay, cool. So at what point in there, obviously you were here before you went to Afghanistan. At what point did you come to LPD? Uh, I believe I joined LPD in 2019. Okay. All right. 2019, yep. Okay, so it's been a little over May, so a little over two years, like, like you said. So what brought you here? Why did you choose LPD? Um, so I was in Guantanamo Bay, and I was just kind of looking because I knew I wanted to be a police officer when I got home. And I saw that LPD was hiring, so I kind of just looked into the department. Um, and I was like, why not? Lafayette seems great. <laughs> so I applied. This is the only department I applied to, and I got hired. Nice. Okay. I'm just curious, where did you – so you were overseas. Where did uh, where did you find us? Like, how did you – was it social media? Like, what uh, – I I want to say it was like Facebook or something. I'm not I'm not too sure. Okay. All right. Or I was, maybe someone told me like, "Hey, they're hiring." And I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." All right. No, I dig it. What was the w- number one thing that attracted you to come here? Do you remember? Um not necessarily. I don't remember. Um I did see that there was a lot of different like opportunities um, for our department, like different teams you could be on. So that was kind of interesting. Okay. All right. Any school in there at all? Did you do any any college? Uh, I went to college for a little bit. Um, I never, like, finished or graduated. Just being in the military and going back and forth so many places made it a little bit hard to finish. But eventually I ought to do it because it's free with the National Guard. Yeah, your benefits. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just curious, just to kind of give people an idea, you know, if they are looking to become a police officer, you know, we all have different backgrounds, right? And you don't necessarily need a college degree. Um, You know, that military experience is awesome. And you don't actually have to have either one, right? You just, um, all you need is a a high school diploma. But uh, obviously, life experience, education through the military is fantastic and, and really helps you grow. Uh, and then college the same, right? And then we have people that have both. But uh, do – so you've been here for two years. What what shift are you working? I work red nights. Red nights. Mm-hmm. And so for people that don't know, we work 12-hour – or, well, patrol works 12-hour shifts. Uh, and we have reds and blues. And then within reds and blues, we have days and nights. And so you're on nights, which is 6P to 6A. Correct. How are you sleeping? I'm a little tired this morning. It's pretty right. early for me. Yeah, she did come in early for us, so we do appreciate it very much. Um, and do you plan on staying on midnights for a while? or? I, so I worked 9 to 9 for a little bit, and I, I like nights a lot better. So, yeah, I want to stay on nights. Okay. All right. Cool. Still like the job? I do, yes. Plan on doing 20 here as well? I am planning on it, yeah. Okay. You better. <laughs> Anything else you want to add like to tell us about yourself? Anything unique? No, I think I'll pass it to Toby. Oh, we're passing it to Toby. I caught it. Here we go. All right, Tobias. Let's hear it. Hello. My name and is just to be I love your real name, your I, yeah. Tobias. Use it. That's 
I know. I'm just saying. When people are like, why is he calling him Tobias? That is his real name, but everybody calls him Toby. He regrets giving me the nickname Toby because nobody ever uses my real name. Not nobody. Some people do. (laughs) There we go. All right, start it off. What, what, tell us about hey, yourself. Hey, I'm Toby the Cop, and uh, I, I'm i here at LPD. been here for five years. I'm currently on uh, Blue Days, and I like it. I work the 9 to 9 shift. I like that a lot. I come via uh, right out of high school. I joined, well, sort of right out of high school, about almost a year. I went active duty with the Army and was doing that for five years as an MP also. And... 2013 I got out there was a short break uh, while I was going through an application process to be hired on with the the Department of Veterans Affairs as a federal police officer and I did that for three years and then I came here so I have a wife and four kids a new baby boy and I love Jesus nice man I, I keep forgetting that you worked for the VA I did I did, I was a great. It was a. Honestly, did you have, It was a. It was a great transition from active duty, um, and, and I'll, although I did work civilian jobs after getting off active duty before going there, I did fine. But having that period of time where every because one of the requirements to work there or a strong, you could you could do it without it. But everybody that worked there was a veteran. Um, most of the people that worked there, that was their retirement. They, they were a veteran for, you know, 20 year career and then came to, to the VA. So at having that, uh, camaraderie, having everybody kind of on the same page as how things work, it was just very helpful because it was still civilian to a degree. And so it was this nice transition into back into things. So, but you were a police officer on their on their grounds, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was, right. uh, I had I had so in Illinois because I was I was at the uh, VA in Danville, Illinois. And we had federal and local jurisdiction um, on that area. It was like a five mile or so radius. So. Okay. So your your area of operations a little bigger here now. It is right. Yes. Is that, that better? Was one of the things that attracted me. I, yeah. I uh, was found myself to be maybe a. I don't want this to sound cocky, but uh, to be a big fish in a small pond. And I, my mentor there, who at the time was the deputy chief, he's now gone on to, to be a chief. And he was a huge influence. He said when he hired, when he did my interview, he said, "I think you're going to learn a lot of things here, and I think you're going to move on." And he was right, and I did. And and it just it came to this point to where um, it, I was ready to go on to a place where I could do more. That, that that's awesome, and I, I totally agree. And we're glad you're here. That that five miles turns into like it feels like five feet pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, even five here, five miles is probably generous. It's probably closer to like three. But oh, really? I I just it's a it's a an area that you it's not very big. So moving back a little bit was law enforcement something you always want to get into or become like how did you get into that? No, I. I did not want to get into law enforcement at all. Okay. Uh, and I tell this to people a lot. I, I did not like the cops, uh, mostly because the ones that I interacted with were through uh, traffic stops and speeding, and they were usually pretty not very nice. And that uh, also, though, coinciding to I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was, I was pretty kind of just wandering around uh, trying to figure out my place in life and, and what I was going to do through the military, which 
was a huge help to me in, in my life, the structure and discipline and everything. That uh, helped kind of guide me, but my experience there, so I, I had the military police background. And so that, when it came time to get out and start applying for jobs, I I really, I didn't know what I wanted to do. In my mind, I wanted to go into some sort of business, uh, entrepreneurship type thing. But my all of my background was in law enforcement at that time. And I had somebody say, hey, I know that the VA um, has a, a police department. I didn't even know the VA had a police department. And she was able to hand deliver my resume to the the administration there. And it just, it kind of worked that way. Um, as I got into it, and I, to back up, as an MP, I, I made the joke earlier, multi-purpose. The five years that I was a military police officer, I did road duties, which would be similar to what we do on a daily basis in patrol, maybe eight to 15 months out of that whole five years. Every other bit was I did stints of personal security details, so like bodyguard stuff. I did some gate guard things, and I spent some time doing uh, just tasked out to the battalion for other stuff. We talked the, this morning, Lieutenant Shear, about uh, the competition. That was a, a whole year out of the, well, nine months. So there was just, out of that five years, there was a lot of where I just did all sorts of different things. And I, even though I saw a little bit of an aspect of what a cop does, um, the whole thing wasn't tied up into that. So as I moved into the federal policing, it just continued to, um, for me to see that that was becoming a passion. And what that turned into, going back to how I said I didn't, I didn't want to be in law enforcement, I, I didn't like the cops, it was, it was I'd, had, I'd had some bad interactions. I even had bad interactions as a federal law enforcement officer with, like, local police, um, and they didn't. I mean, it just it's the way that it works sometimes. What that turned into is this passion to become a guy that every interaction I have with people, I want to make it a good one, and I'm going to be the best that I can be. And then it just grew from there to what it is now, which is uh, an amazing career that I'm very thankful for. Was that a good answer? Sorry, that was long. That was a long, drawn-out answer. I know. I thought it was great, man. <laughs> no, it was absolutely great. Uh, I, I like the transition. I like how experience and time, you know, kind of mold us and, and direct us down this path. You know what I mean? Because, you know, for me, I, 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 don't, I don't remember wanting to be anything else, right? And I didn't have any interaction with the police. I always tell guys, new officers today – know a hundred times more about policing than I ever did. I knew nothing. I, 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 I don't want to say I knew nothing, but I didn't know anything. You know, I, I came in and LPD and the training that we put on and ILEA and all that stuff. I mean, that taught me how to be a police officer. And so, um, it's just interesting how everybody gets to where they're at at this moment. Do you think that, you know, looking back on some of the interactions you had, do you now now maybe it was just somebody having a bad day or maybe that's just their personality as far as a police officer but do you think any of those circumstances um now looking back on it and being like well i was part of the problem is that no not at all i'm just uh, asking I don't, it, I don't know like did you, you got pulled over for speeding and that's something that i've had to deal with a lot just letting it go uh you know forgiving and uh because for whatever reason those specific there's there's three specific instances that that I had a a bad interaction and it and I've just everybody does things differently. Yeah. Um and uh it 
it, that's just the case. That's it, fair. it wasn't horrible. It wasn't. It was just. It could have been better, and I just make it a very big point to. We you know often say, um, remember when you're dealing with somebody out in the public that how would you want your family member treated, um, on on any level, and uh, always do that. It's, Absolutely. It's, so. Hey, are you three going to talk today? Why are you being so quiet? Well, you've been hogging the mic. <laughs> hey, man. That's what I do. <laughs> that's that's kind of your job. No, this 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 is actually kind of a good transition into the cop program. So, I agree. So that being said, you know, your your negative interactions with the police has kind of almost guided you to where you are now and it's kind of shaped you into the cop that you are today, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, law enforcement is one of those unique professions where every single day we have the potential to make – some type of impact on somebody's life, yes, positive or negative, right? And it's kind of funny that you talk about that. So uh, in the Citizens Academy, uh, David was a part of this, and he could probably attest to this. One of the slides that I go over is some of those negative impacts and some of those negative interactions. I myself have had negative interactions with uh, cops before in the past, Um, but I've also been that cop. I've also been that cop that was – having a bad day, maybe a little short-tempered when I was talking with somebody. And it's, it's this all goes back to humanizing law enforcement because we're, we all look the same, as in we all have a uniform on, we're a sign of authority to people, uh, we wear a badge, but we're all different in people underneath that uniform. So this goes into the COPS program with making positive impacts on people. So this year uh, we developed COPS, and I'm not talking like the the TV show. I keep thinking of the theme song in my head right now. But it's a community officer program, and both uh, Officer Leakty and Officer Bushong are part of that program. And what it is is it's all about making positive impacts in the community and having good relations. So being a part of community outreach, it's just Ian and I right now. So we don't we don't have we don't have uh, the presence or the time to go out and make all these different interactions. Where you know Officer Leakty and Officer Bushong are doing it daily while they work, but they don't have a platform to to really stand on. Uh, and that's what this program is all about. We we give them the platform. We give them additional resources. Open up different opportunities. In fact. Uh, it's funny you were saying Toby the cop, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, well, it started at Conan and Ice, but Conan cops. Conan we got cops. a brand Conan, Conan cops. Conan cops. <laughs> Conan Ice thing, event, and it uh, like what was the phrase that you used? Humanize or de? Yeah, humanize law enforcement. Humanize law enforcement. That. Um, they, and there's, there's social media influencers that have their, their names or phrases. And, and, uh, as I began to think about that, I, I thought that that phrase, Toby, the cop is just a way to, to soften the hard edges and, um, kind of hug situations. Right. So <laughs> I love it. Huh? I love it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I'm really glad that that happened on a level to where we could keep going with it. Obviously, there is a time for Officer Bushong to to be there, but most of the time now, I introduce myself as Toby the Cop, and, and it uh, usually puts a big smile on people's face and helps to roll into whatever business we need to attend to. So. That's amazing. And we, we captured that, um, Toby the Cop, on Instagram, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so if you have not seen the video of Toby the Cop on PA announcing and advertising Arcona and Cops, you need to get on our Instagram account and look for it because it's fantastic. Yeah. And arguably, you know, community outreach is so important within the community because we have to build that trust, right? That's right. And so for those that are or not sure why we do events like that or, you know, have other thoughts on it, I mean – we are this stranger, if you will, right, that are showing up to your door when you call or when we pull you over, and and that that's different, right? It's it's one of those deals to where you need to know that, like, when, when the Lafayette police show up, you know, regardless that you don't know that it's Toby the cop or whatever, that we're there to help or to handle a situation, and uh, that we're there, we we are there to truly serve and protect. And, you know, unfortunately, police work can be violent. I mean, and and people do commit crimes. That's why we're here, right? And so uh, we do have a job to do. And um, so when we show up, you know, when somebody commits a crime, they need to be held accountable for their actions. And we got to do what we need to do in that moment. Uh, but also, you know, if a child goes missing, you know, it's not. We want to help. We're here to help, right? And so we're. Just, it's just this broad array of things that we do, you know, and at the end of the day though, you need to know that you can trust us yeah. and that, um, we're here to, to help. Absolutely. Um, and I thought of something with that. So a lot of times people make really bad decisions, um, that turn into crimes. And you taught me Ian, that through, uh, building rapport with people when, when it's just normal interactions or a maybe non-criminal event, and later on, they might go on to, to commit a crime or make a bad decision. You can still use that rapport to call them out from underneath the house, right? By saying who you are. Just, oh, yeah. Hey, it's Ian O'Shields. Come on out. <laughs> and and I, I'm serious. I know we joke and stuff, but that that is helpful. Because if they hear that voice, oh, hey, hey, buddy, it's Toby the cop. You remember? Let's not make any more bad decisions today. Let's just get done what we got to get done and take care of this business. And I think that can really help. So, so what's been the reaction from citizens when you are Toby the cop? Well, versus it's, still, officer? it's still pretty new. It's still fresh. Uh, I don't. It hasn't. I haven't noticed a large uh, amount of change yet. Other than what I mentioned, with they, you get a smile um, because they're not used to that. They're they're not used. I feel like it's it's a new thing still to, um, in their mind, probably be a little more relaxed or or have fun with the profession. And that's, that's huge in itself though. Like that is, you know, again, you show up that first interaction, right? How's this going to go? And you break that ice by uh, introducing yourself as Toby, the cop versus, you know, I'm officer Bouchon, which neither are wrong. And I just want to get that clear. You know, neither are wrong. I get a lot of people that talk to me. They're like, man, that young officer, because we are young, we are a very young department right now. I mean, I didn't look up the numbers, but what, well over half of the officers here are less than what? I think you... It was like five years. Yeah, over half the officers are less than five years. You know, when I first got on the department, everyone knew, you know, uh, Big Daddy Wells. Everyone knew, you know, Barry Richard, you know, the D.A.R.E. officer. Everyone knew all these officers that were still on the police department, you know. Uh, they were all, you know, these household names that people knew. But Lafayette is is growing, those folks, you know, uh, the years have went on and they're retired. Uh, and now we're at a police department to where we have officers that have no idea who those guys are that were here 10 years ago, you know. 
And so, you know, it's just one of those deals to where the new officers are filling those shoes. The public doesn't know them by name, right? And just like you said, it's very fresh, right? You're still new to a lot of people because they don't know you. You're not from here. And so it takes time. And my point, my point is, is those new guys, just real quick, those new guys, they're still learning where is that line that I can walk to be uh, professional, right? Because we are that authority. When we do show up, we are dealing with violent situations. So, um, you know, where's that line to where I can still be professional, but compassionate, right? And, and, and how do you walk that line? And uh, some are better than others. Some want to just stay strictly professional by the book. They're rigid, but they're not wrong. And I think people need to understand that. Uh, sometimes I describe it as almost robotic. You know, hey, I'm Ostro Shields. Give me a license registration. They're not there to make friends. In, in all fairness, they're not, right? They're doing their job. They're professional. They may not have much emotion, but they're not wrong. And then you have folks like you and I. You know, I struggled with that for a long time because I would see officers that were just that they did the job. There was no real um, emotion to it, and they did their thing and they kept moving forward. And I was just never that guy, right? I would just I couldn't help myself. Um, and so we we lean more to that, you know, more emotion. Uh, you get to know people, and uh, and that's not wrong either. You know, and so I just people need to realize that you have multiple different personalities. We're still human beings, like Lieutenant Shear said. You gotta you gotta realize that there isn't a, a, a there isn't a class on. Hey, you need to act like this. You know, this is this is the type of person you need to be. There is in the sense of morals and ethics and all that jazz, but as far as how you are as a person, does that make sense? Personality, yeah, yeah your personality. Thank you. Uh, so everyone's different. So don't think that just because that one cop is ridden by the book, he's wrong or being mean. No, he's just doing his job. And this other guy, he just has he's more outgoing than a, that other cop. So neither are wrong. I just want to throw out there. And that, and that takes me back to real quick me asking you, hey, was there anything you did in those those times? Because, you know, I remember when I was 17 and, you know, I got pulled over for speeding you know, and I don't remember my interactions with the officer, but I wonder the way I come off, did that trigger how the officer reacted to me? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we all have bad days and good days and, and, you know, it takes two to tango as far as an interaction's concerned. So go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, and it's still bouncing back to that. It, it was, they, what they did wasn't wrong. It wasn't like, overboard or anything like that it was just a realization of there we i could do better i i yeah. can i can have a better interaction with someone to so that they can leave we are a lot of times in training as we train new guys we always say if you can leave a, a traffic stop and get them to say thank you to you that's really great and uh so that was more of the even though i say it was a bad interaction it's just a way where i i left feeling very uh, I guess upset, um, but it could always. There's a better way to do it. Exactly, but again, I it goes back to right the different personalities. Absolutely, the Correct. rigid, right. the rigid cop that's like, hey, you were speeding, don't don't speed anymore. Here's your citation. Yeah, there's no cussing, and then there's no yelling at anybody. It's just very by the book. Here's how it is. Have a good day, right? Which to you and I. And probably most people, especially in the moment of getting a speeding ticket, you're like, man, 
you know. But and there's you and I that are like, listen, you were speeding. You know, there's a lot of kids in this area. You know, you've been pulled over twice, so you're getting a citation there, all right? Do you understand why? And kind of talking them through it right. and, and taking that extra time or whatever and then sending them on their way. I get it. Two different scenarios, but I just want to make it clear that neither are wrong. Correct. And neither are, you know, neither are wrong. So, But I think, too, the citizens need to realize that police are human. Yeah. I mean, they have emotions. They have troubles at home. They have troubles at work or with children or whatever's going on. And, I mean, I've got a brother and sister, both police officers. And, you know, they're they're not living perfect lives. If they did, they would probably be doing something else. But there's issues that I think, you know, if you do get a police officer that pulls you over and there's, you know, some, I don't want to say attitude, but, you know, these guys are human too. And uh, I think citizens need to realize that. And they weren't doing anything wrong. They wouldn't have been pulled over in the first place. So, No, absolutely. And, you know, that kind of brings me to there was an unfortunate, you know, death the other day that's, you know, still being investigated. But the only reason I bring it up is because there's multiple officers that had to deal with that and saw stuff that most people aren't going to see. And so, you know, if people don't know, it's not like – those cops, those officers, they handled that call, right? They, they, they investigated that situation, and they didn't just get to go home after that. Some of them, probably a lot of them, had to still shift to work, right? So they handle that, and then they go, and then they happen to make a traffic stop. And now they have these images in their mind, and they're kind of dealing with that or whatever, and now you're handing out a, a citation or whatever, you know. Um, you do that traffic stop, and depending on how that person reacts, that that does. It affects people. And, uh, you know, really this is just my education piece of just saying, like you're saying, you don't know what that officer is dealing with. And then on, on the flip side, you don't know what the person in the car is dealing with. Right. And so it's a give-and-take relationship. Uh, it's, it's accountability, right? It's knowing that, hey, you know, I'm not pulling someone over just because I've, I, I – I want to pull over that car. I just, I just really want to pull over that red car. No, you, you committed an infraction. I happen to see it, and now you're getting pulled over, right? It's pretty. It's as simple as that. Um, and again, you don't know what either, either person's dealing with that day, so it's just a crazy dynamic. I, I don't. Is there any other job that's really like it? To where we're? Is there any other job that's really like it? I mean, probably not. But I think too, the citizens expect there's a higher level of. You know, quorum with police officers too. That they go through all the training, de-escalation training, whatever it may be. That um, they hopefully can put aside those personal issues and still act professional. So, because we do hold the police officers to by a higher standard, and as we should, a million percent. And I I think I would like to think that on. I don't want to put a number to it, but on most occasions, that is the case. Right on most occasions, we can't say all. Right, because officers again make mistakes or they have a bad day or whatever. But on most occasions, they are holding themselves to a higher standard and they are being professional, even though they just dealt with X, Y, and Z beforehand. Um, but also, on the same token, you throw in the personality aspect of it, right? right? And sometimes people's personality just come they come off as mean or rude or whatever. And really, in reality, they're just strict by the book, no emotion. They're doing their job, so. Um, you know, and then and then you throw in the fact that 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 individual, whoever it is, happens to get a ticket, or they're going to jail, or they're told they're wrong, and hey, they're at fault in the crash, and that just throws another element into it of 
well, now this officer is by the book, and now they're telling me I'm wrong or I'm getting a citation or I'm going to jail, and that just makes it even worse. Now they're a bad cop, right? Yeah. And so it's just an interesting dynamic of the, this discretion that we deal with. And, uh, you know, I always tell people we're constantly um, gaining and losing I don't want to say constantly, but, you know, we're always telling somebody they're wrong. We're always telling another person they're right or whatever. And it's just this back and forth dynamic. Um, it's just interesting, man. Yeah, no, I agree. And I've got a, a different kind of insight into this because I was a commander on patrol. So I would receive complaints from people, uh, citizens, you know, about officers' behaviors and stuff. And then I'd have to go back and I'd review it or I'd talk to the officer. I'd watch the body-worn camera footage. And then I have to call these people back a lot of times and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry you didn't have the interaction that you would like with the officer, but nothing that they did was rude. They were just direct. You know, you tell somebody no, you tell something that they don't want to hear. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's not always taken favorably. Um, but back to what Ian was saying, there are times that I would have to call an officer and be like, hey, you didn't handle this situation correctly because we, we are fallible. We're humans. So we do make mistakes occasionally, but we also hold ourselves accountable to it. There's review processes, and like you were saying, we hold ourselves to a higher standard, and we should be. We're professionals. Uh, we've been given, you know, a lot of power. If you have the ability to take someone's rights away, um, that's a lot of power. And But with that power comes a lot of responsibility. So it's almost like Spider-Man. I literally was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> But, you know, and so with that, just uh, to quickly dovetail into it, because I want it to be about you guys, but, you know, that's why it's so tough as far as hiring, right? I mean, we have a very stringent hiring process. Uh, you know, we don't just take everyone that applies. It's a four or five month process. There's multiple hoops to jump through and we're looking, we're looking and, you know, that individual may make it through the first, I can't remember off the top of you know, six, or there, if there's six steps, maybe they make it through the first four. But, man, we catch that, whatever it is, that one thing in step five that's like, nope, that, that's not the standard, that's not meeting the standard, and so now you're out of the process. And, you know, I, as a background investigator and, and you know, Lieutenant Shear and I, two guys that help with the hiring process, it is frustrating when you get somebody that far in right months later and then they end up you know not not making it and you're just like man because we are hurting for numbers right now so if you're interested and you know anybody as i always say please please fill out an application right pleaseapp.com but uh you know we don't lower our standard and just like dave said you know we we expect our officers to be held to a higher standard and and they are and um you know, so that we look for that in the application process too. So, uh, you know, when we start off with 50 and we only end up hiring one person, that goes to show you that our standards high. We keep it there, and regardless of how many officers we're down at the moment, we're not going to lower that standard just to put you know numbers in uniforms. So, yeah, we want the best for our agency and our community. What? Uh, so. Let's go back, man. We, see, this is what I love about podcasting because we can just talk about anything. So I love the fact, Toby, that you know you became a police officer because you wanted to you wanted to hold it to an even higher standard. And so my question to you is: is as a Lafayette police officer, you know you have multiple partners, you know, or or most of your partners, if not all, doing the same thing. I mean, are they all out there doing good work each day? Oh yeah, we all get out there and, and get after it. Work very hard. Uh, all of us have different 
skill sets that we want to favor uh, or work towards. Um, outside of normal calls that we get, we have things that we want to do or pursue, uh, and everybody's individual, which makes it so great, and which makes policing so unique, is that it's not a cookie-cutter mold. Every every police officer is going to have their strengths, the things that they want to pursue and go after, like being a part of the cop program. Uh, not everybody wants to do that. And, and those of us that do, I think that there's a reason we're here. We want to put a lot of effort into that, into um, those extra events and, and bridging those gaps. So, but yes, everyone that I work with, uh, there is no doubt that they put in 110% every single day they come here. And those that decide that it's not for them, they find something else to do. Yeah. You know, that he brings up a good point there, um, the outreach aspect of it, right? You're like, hey, you know, I enjoy doing it. That's why I'm here. And Lauren as well. But then there's officers that don't. And so, you know, I go back to again. So when I when I go out and, and take photos, my whole career I've been the, hey, oh, there's a picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's Ian. Go take a picture. Or I remember one time I rode a ride at the fair, you know, remember that? Were you with us? A little girl come up. She's like, "Will somebody ride a ride?" And everybody, all six cops step back, and I'm there, and I'm like, "Well, let's go do this thing." You know, so I ride a ride. But my point is, is that you know, uh, the outgoingness and 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 doing the outreach portion of it isn't for everyone. You know, and so you know, if you have that cop that really doesn't want to take a picture with somebody, he's he's not wrong. You know, and that's just his personality. He'd rather be. We got plenty of officers that are like, I just want to do my job. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be put out there. I just want to go, you know, police the city and, and serve and protect, and then go home. And absolutely, they they do great work. They want nothing to do with the outreach thing, and and that's okay, you know. And so again, I think people just hopefully people understand that that's okay, and they're not wrong, and they're still doing great work. And then, but we got folks like you that will do that, you know, just like I always talk about, uh, I became a cop because I wanted to chase bad guys, right? I wanted to go keep the city safe, chase bad guys. And so one of those things is being on the SWAT team, right? I thought every cop wants to be on the SWAT team and that's not the case. I thought that too. Right. You thought that too. Every cop wants to be on the SWAT team. No, you got officers that want to be on CSI. To me, I have no desire to go and collect evidence. You know, zero, zero desire to go and be a CSI and collect evidence, you know, but there's cops that love it. They want to do it. And we have those officers doing it and they do a great job. And thank goodness, because I don't want to do it. You know, it's just interesting that dynamic of who wants to do things. Lauren, since you're being super quiet, what do you want to do? I'm interested in the honor guard. There you go. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's an opening or not, but I've kind of been waiting and keeping my eye out for it. So hopefully sometime in the future. So that's awesome, you know. Honor guard. It's that's a that's a very very good uh, specialty, if you will, to where you go and you know you represent the city and our country, um, and you get out there and look all slick in your and your we uniform. Any, we don't have any females, so I think it'd be kind of cool to throw one on there. No, I hundred percent agree. Um, you know, one of the you you know again, I always tell people there's so many opportunities at LPD, different side gigs and and. Um, Oh, gee, specialties that you can be a part of, and Honor Guard's one of them. Is there anything else that you're wanting to do? Um, right now, just Honor Guard, and just with cops being so fresh, kind of um, stick with that for now. No, I think it's good. I think it's good. 
you don't want to put too much on your plate, you know, because you can definitely yeah, in this world. <laughs> I can't speak for any other agencies, but LPD, if if you're gung ho and you're unrested, we'll give you work, yeah, right? It's very true. So, um, but uh, no, that's awesome. Alan, you good over there? Yeah, I don't want to do that at all. No, no what? No SWAT. I, see what, <laughs> I, I saw your your workouts when you were doing the tryouts. Yes. And oh yeah, strap all this extra weight on and then go run around. Oh yeah, it's uh, no. It's yeah, not. you definitely want. You, you definitely have to want to do it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And you know, again, you know, I'm very appreciative for the officers that do want to to do that job and get called out in the middle of the night and you know csi does too as well they just play a different part and it's just it's just cool how you just have all these different personalities that are willing to do different jobs they want to do different jobs and we come together because they're all necessary you know uh the hostage negotiators that's another one you know they're coming out they play their part they they have their pieces of pie and that's another side side or specialty that we have you know, um, canines, you know, I, everybody wants a dog. It seems like I really don't have a desire to have another furry thing running around my house and shedding and drooling everywhere. But man, we got some of our guys, most all of our canine handlers, especially Brainerd. That kid, loves it. he loves, he loves it. He loves that dog, which rightfully so. Right. I mean, he, he loves it. Oh, Kilo. But what uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to wrap it up here in a minute. So the cops program, it's new, and, and Lieutenant Shear, this was his baby. So I'll let him yeah. speak on what that acronym stands for. All right. So we already talked about it. It's the community officer program, but just to shed some light on it, like how did we select these people? How did we select the officers that were going to come in and and be a part of it? It started off with them submitting a letter of interest where they were basically described why they wanted to be a part of the program and what they would bring to it. But then the interesting thing, unlike it, uh, the other specialties at the Lafayette Police Department, this one's not a paid specialty, right? So this is volunteer time. So these people that were already doing this while they're working patrol, going out and making those positive interactions with the community, going above and beyond, you know, the scope of their, their daily duties, um, they accepted this task and then they get brought into it. And here's the thing, like some of these, these events that we do, I can't even, uh, authorized payment for it so i can't i can't give them overtime for coming in and doing extra stuff on some of it a lot some of it is just strictly voluntary so i mean that speaks a lot to uh their character the character of the people that actually put in for this program um and i really wanted to kind of turn it over to you guys just get your mindset on like why did you decide to uh join the cop program we'll start with uh lauren I'd say for me, um, just when I'm working patrol, there's some neighborhoods I'll go into, and as soon as I park my squad car, like 15 little girls will run up to me and say, hey, it's my best friend. And for me, that's like, it's awesome. So I figured I'm I'm already doing it. Why not have more of an opportunity and more events and continue to do that? Um, This time I'm like given, I'm given more time to do that being in this program. Yeah. So you get to be that positive Mm -hmm. influence on some of those little girls. Um, Uniquely enough, I mean, well, it's not uniquely enough, um, just being a female in law enforcement, right? My wife is a, a, a detective over at Purdue, so I get kind of an insight to it. 
But what does that kind of mean for you that you could be inspiring some of these girls to maybe one day pick up the badge and, and be a cop? Yeah, like sometimes I feel like just a big sister to these kids. Yesterday we were given a bunch of those little footballs with LPD logos on them, and I'm like super excited to go to work Friday and pass them <laughs> out um, just to see all the kids how happy they get over something so small like that. Yeah, and interesting enough, uh, Lauren was um, had submitted a, a video, right? Yeah. Where were you at when you you were you were riding a hoverboard, right? Hoverboard, yes. Uh huh. And you were good at it. Uh, I was okay. I had to like all the little kids were holding my hand so I wouldn't fall. Uh, eventually, I got the hang of it. So props if you can ride a hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one where you're standing like a skateboard, or is it the one where like both feet are forward and you're? Uh yeah, you're both feet are forward. Oh okay, I know. It's okay. a lot hard with all the gear on. So maybe without gear, I'd be a lot better. I'm not <laughs> sure. All right, Toby, sir. What about you? What what brought you to COPS? What made you decide to be a part of this program? I, uh, a lot like Lauren said, we get out and we do that on a daily basis in our normal job. And being a part of a program where we would just have more ability to do that, uh, especially with events and stuff, I also want any amount of time that I can spend getting people to understand how great this police department is from a hiring aspect to for applications or I'm sorry applicants to get them to come be a part of our team that is just something I'm extremely interested in because we need to build the future of the police department and so whether that's a a little kid that maybe that's a seed we're going to plant and they're going to remember that good interaction and when it comes time for them to make a decision you know 21 to 24 uh, as they're becoming an adult and they're like, man, I had a good interaction with that cop. I remember he talked about how great that police department was. I'm going to go back and look and see where they're at now, see what kind of hiring process they have now. And so that's a big thing for me is just continuing those really great interactions, um, to build our future and the future of the community, um, with along the same lines of fostering that, big brother kind of mentality of uh, let me take you under your wing and or under my wing and show you how we do things in a positive way, in a good way. So that uh, I just want to get out there and and give a lot of high fives and stickers, fun, fun things. That's awesome. And it, that goes back to the impacts that we potentially can make on people's lives. And basically what you're describing is kind of a mentorship, right? Yes. So some of these kids and, and people that you interact with um, may not have the, the best going for them at that time, but if you can step in and be that positive role model, that positive interaction, that positive impact on that person, you could change their life. Right. And that's awesome. No, I really like that. Well, is there anything else you two would like to add that you think is important for – maybe future police officers know about or the public to know about, you know, we like to use this piece to, to show what we do, but also, you know, educate and, and also, uh, recruit. <laughs> to be fair, Lauren's probably still asleep kind of since she works midnights tired, yes. and Toby, right now. actually, this is the Toby was very energetic yesterday at SWAT um oh my i mean he was super energetic and so it is he is normally always energetic so seeing that he's he's quiet today and that I'm is fired why. up well you're fired I up but fired 
fired up. You're fired up, but you're quiet today compared to your normal thing. I'm guessing because you're a little tired. It is the start of the day. Uh, I got two cups of coffee in me, and this is a little bit, even though I enjoy it, uh, it's a little bit out of my realm yeah so um yeah i you know i've learned a lot just from sitting here having this conversation with you uh in my thought process because i had thought about the those interactions i had uh prior to this conversation even though i didn't know that's the direction it was going to go i had recently thought about that and changed my perception of everybody does things differently in this profession and as a citizen, not not in not as a cop, but when you're a citizen, maybe you're a young person or or older, uh, preparing or thinking about being a cop. But as you have those interactions, everybody deserves grace. Um, and even though we may get offended or our feelings hurt or whatever, to cause our our attitudes to um, be go one direction, we still. Hopefully, something I've learned to do is open up my thought process, realize that we all do things differently, and just because I do want to do it differently than they may have at that time doesn't mean that it's bad and that they are still doing a good job uh, serving their communities. So to uh, to widen that, that thought process, I want to encourage everyone as you listen to this to do that too and to think about uh, – you know, maybe you're going to have an opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life and uh, through any type of circumstance. And if you're thinking about becoming a, a police officer, it's the best job ever. So. No, I love it. Going to LPD. And I, and I know I want – and to, on that point, you make a – that's a, a phenomenal point in the fact that, uh, you know, there's a lot of stress going on right now in the world as, you know, that goes without saying. But I really think that if people take a step back – and realize, you know, in those moments of anger or whatever or confrontation with somebody else to, to understand that each side's going through something different, right? Take a moment to, to, to broaden your view, just like you said. Everything you said, only even between citizens, right, or between friends or family, you know, there's a lot of uh, very controversial, controversial and um, uh, – there's a lot of topics that are splitting people and just realize it's okay. You can have your opinion. I could have my opinion, but we can still get along, you know? And I really think that maybe, maybe that'll calm things. Um, so I just wanted to add that in, you know, I mean, there's, there's two sides to every story. And, uh, I do agree. Being a police officer is the best job in the world. So go to policeapp.com and, and fill out your application for the Lafayette Police Department. This was good. I appreciate you guys for being here. Dave, I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Did you have fun? Me. I did. I, I really like your insight, and Patty, obviously, always as well. You know, just especially since you have uh, siblings that were police officers, you know, you and you're a civilian, so you have a different insight. Alan, he's not a cop, but he gets to hang around us all the time, so he, he definitely has a different view. I think I been on the LPD side for eight years, maybe. I've been with the city since 2005, so like 16 years. Dude, and Dave, you got, you got what, 20 minutes left? I'm not going to take the whole 20 minutes, but I do want, why not throw this in here? Has your mindset, Alan, changed over the years on police? Yeah, it has. Um, I think I, I'm okay. For better or for worse? Uh, better, and you sort of see 
um, where people think there's a lot of overreach. You can see how there is, but how it's also helpful. Um, like the facial recognition stuff. People don't want it. They don't want their face recognized. I was traveling internationally and I walked past a computer and it knew exactly who I was and it's, I didn't have to show my passport. Really? It it got the side of my face and it knew who I was. It's out there and it helps solve crime. And if your house gets broken into and they walk past somebody's doorbell, you want your stuff back or the person that did it caught. So it may identify the wrong person, but that's where the human element comes in. Yeah. So people that had just outright banned facial recognition, it's prejudice. It's not, it's, it could have its prejudices, but it involves a human looking at it the same way the traffic people, when they read the license plates around for two hour parking, they look and make sure that the computer didn't make an L and I, or that's a Michigan plate, not an Indiana plate. And it's, it happens to be the same, but it's different. Yeah. It involves a human looking at it. So the computer can help and, and make everything solved quicker or interactions that you talk to him, that talk to her and the computer can figure out there's a relationship between all these associations of people and, help maybe get crimes solved no it's yeah technology is it's just incredible what is happening right now and what's going to happen and then i was just thinking like you're totally an it guy because he's he went that's, straight to that's the technology what i was thinking i was he like straight, but i love it because talk about it i go to alan i'm like man anything it i know and that's what i love about you know the the camaraderie that we have is you know, we know who to go to for things, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's super nice. And, you know, we love him being a part of the team, not only at LPD on the podcast and uh, in the gym. He's in there pumping iron. Love it, getting after it. That probably gets everything or get everything uh, strong and ready when you go scuba diving. Yep. I helped you guys there, too, when you went to Jeff once. You were uh, doing SWAT, yeah. something in the pool where you had to – stuff oh yeah 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 in your back and swim yes i was there for that we have a couple guys that are rocks they just sink to the bottom <laughs> we need to do that. they just sink to the bottom i found somebody's wedding ring there it fell off oh really yep i don't remember who but i was like this shiny thing doesn't belong in the bottom of the pool that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> all right well i appreciate everybody this was a really good conversation this is what i love most about podcasts is that you can just you can go off into these rabbit holes and you know, we can learn about each other and have good conversation. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the day, and we will see you next month. Well, we forgot something. Oh, really? That was a great outro. It was but... a good outro, but, <laughs> but we did forget something, right? Well, we, we, forget. Were gonna, we were going to talk about what we were going to talk about next time. Oh, yeah, my birthday is Saturday. Is that what we're going to talk about? No. Come on. The next podcast, we're going to open it up to our listeners to figure out what topic we should cover. Yes. Right? Yes. So you forgot about something. How are we going to do that, Ian? How well, you describe it? We're going to post this on SoundCloud. Well, I, we, Alan, Tom, there, there are guys that post this on SoundCloud. But, you know, we really want more listeners, and we want to have conversations about what you think is interesting, our listeners, and, or, you know, topics, um, guests. You know, if there's somebody within reason, okay, I don't think uh, – I don't think I can get, like, The Rock here or anything. Unless you know him. Give me a call. I'd love to have him in here, right? But 
we want to know what you want to hear, what you're interested about, about policing, you know, or topics related. So follow us on Instagram or shoot us a note on Instagram. We're going to post a picture on there and Twitter. We'll do it on both uh, related to this, this month's podcast. And we'll open it up for suggestions on what we should talk about. So just uh, hit us up or you can, you know, DM us, direct message to us on topics, email us. You know how to get a hold of us that way. But get a hold of us and we'll we'll try to make those conversations happen. And so is that good? Yeah, we can go to your outro now. Okay. So guys, this was great. <laughs> Appreciate you being here. Lauren, go back home, go get some sleep. Go back to bed. Go back to bed. Tobias, get out there and do your thing. Thank you. Dave, go market. It's the city like you you know you can. Okay. We got some good events coming up, right? Is we this- do. We have um football kickoff bash um next weekend so hopefully we'll see some of our cops out there handing out um, stuff to the kids that'll be in attendance and today there's a a big announcement for greater lafayette by the indiana chamber of commerce so um i would tell you all but i'd probably have to kill you all oh (laughs) yes okay it's a great announcement and it's a great uh, recognition for uh, greater lafayette so we're excited about that today Okay. All right. What time is that happening? It's at 4 o'clock at the Tippecanoe County Fairgrounds. Okay. It's part of the United Way Community Campaign kickoff. So we've got the president of the Indiana Chamber of Commerce coming today and he's going to make a special announcement. Interesting. I didn't know that. Alan? I'm just fixing stuff that's breaking. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. You guys are rough on equipment. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and Saturday, this Saturday might be one of the greatest days of the year because it is my birthday. I'll just throw it out there. Appreciate everybody for being here. Have a great day, and we'll see you next month. This has been Inside the Squad, a podcast from the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is a community outreach podcast and is hosted by Sergeant Ian O'Shields and Captain Brian Phillips of the Crime Prevention Unit within the department. You can email us show ideas or questions at podcast at lafayette.in.gov. Remember, you can also join us on Instagram, Twitter, Nixle, and Nextdoor. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>